This episode of the Red Box Report is brought to you by Chesapeake Tees. If you're ever in the need for high-quality custom t-shirts for any occasion, just visit www.chesapeaketees.com to see everything they have to offer, including business or sporting apparel, custom slogan or logo design, fundraising events, and so much more. Help support a small local business, and they'll help you bring your vision to life on a t-shirt. Shipping is always free, and listeners of this podcast will receive an extra $2 off when you enter the coupon code REDBOXREPORT, all one word, at checkout. On top of that, the more shirts you order, the bigger the discount. Chesapeake Tees, a small business with big ambition. Welcome to episode 132 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVDs. I think I got that backwards for Redbox. <laughs> I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And this week, we're going to review two, well, at the time they were new releases, uh, <laughs> but two 2015 releases on the indie circuit that got a lot of love. The horror film It Follows and the science fiction flick Ex Machina. So, <laughs> we're back after a hiatus. It's kind of funny how we said there was going to be a hiatus for the baby that uh, my son was born. Pretty much we didn't happen. <laughs> pretty much didn't miss any time. And then, as soon as we came back, boom, hiatus. Yeah. This is what happens when you have a newborn. Yeah. and real jobs <laughs> other than this little hobby that we do so anyway we're back we should be good to go for the foreseeable future and uh we didn't really miss much not many good releases came out in our time yeah. gone so we'll pick up right where we left off and uh if you hear any background noise that sounds odd it's because we have a special guest with us in the studio right now it's my son brady he's currently drinking a bottle so if you hear a burp <laughs> that was what it was. <laughs> and, that was start him early. Yes. <laughs> and uh, last weekend we went to a family member's wedding. There's probably a 0% chance that they'll ever listen to this, but in case they do, congratulations to Anna Stackwitz and Craig Valencia. It was an awesome reception. I didn't go to the actual wedding, but yeah. the reception was awesome. It was a view. It was a Greek Orthodox wedding. It was kind of strange. I've never been to one. I've been so. to two, but not this one. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, they're long and they interesting. Yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely different. But uh, reception was great. Good food and drinks. First time I got yeah. drunk in like probably <laughs> a year. So <laughs> that's, that's fun. Funny. I uh, I didn't drink no one. Really? Not one sip. Wow. Of alcohol that day. <laughs> I didn't feel great. But we should have done a impromptu podcast. Right yeah, we were thinking wedding. about crashing the wedding on the downstairs part and reviewing wedding crashers. <laughs> didn't work out. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> so, uh, uh, one last thing before we get into the reviews. I have, we have a DVD giveaway that we want to give one of our listeners a free DVD in the mail. All you have to do, review, put us a review out on iTunes for us, the Redbox Report, and just email us, the Redbox Report at yahoo.com to say that you did. 
if you want to copy and paste it into the email, that works too. But just, or even if you just want to send an email and say, "Hey, let me holler at this DVD." That's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, and anyone that emails us will be entered into a random drawing of the said DVD and listen through the end of this episode to find out what that DVD is. Yeah. It well, is uh, a movie I'll be talking about next week to review and what else I watched. So we'll basically take all the entries, pull out a hat. Yeah, and if if we get enough good reviews or responses, maybe I'll dig through my collection and try to find a couple other things to give out. Yeah. Maybe we'll start doing this every once in a while, once a month or something, if, if it works out. So, uh, if you're interested in that, there you go. <laughs> Let's yeah. get into the first review. It's Ex Machina, the science fiction movie starring Oscar Isaac, Donald Gleason, and Alicia Vikander. Oh, I'm glad um, you remembered those last two, because I did not. <laughs> I had two coffees tonight, so <laughs> I'm on top of things, at least for now. Um, yeah, basically this movie is, I don't know if it's like in a uh, the near future or the current day, but it's very close to the current day yeah. where basically Oscar Isaac plays this guy who's essentially the Google founder, but yeah, this is a fictional, is blue something. Blue book. Blue book, yes. Yeah. And he, it's a search engine, and he has been using the data that people put into his search engine to create the most realistic AI. Yeah, plus he said he, uh, he hacked all the cell phones. Yeah. yeah. All the cell phone networks. Yes, and Donald Gleason works for his company, and he was randomly selected to win a trip to Oscar Isaac's, uh, sorry, I don't remember character names, uh, little mansion or yeah. hidden fortress basically yeah, what are the, they and they get the first name basis pretty quickly yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's uh, it's been a while since i watched it but yeah i can't it's untip my time i'm not even going <laughs> but basically donald gleason is interviewing alicia vikander who is an android artificial intelligence in like a humanoid form and it's basically what's that test um the turning yeah turning yeah Speak, Turing, Turing test. like the Turing uh, test, yeah. imitation game. Yeah, he basically to see if if he can be fooled into thinking that it's a real person, then it's a uh, passable AI. Basically. Yeah, like normally it's supposed to be the person doesn't know that there's a computer on the other end, and they're supposed to be tricked yeah. into knowing that it's not knowing it's a computer. This is sort of what do they say? It, this is so advanced that the real thing would be like knowing it's a computer and, and still, still making that connection. Yes, exactly. And uh, this is a movie basically uh, directed by Alex Garland. Yeah. yeah. My, my mind is rail. working right now. Uh, written and directed by Alex Garland who wrote a lot of... Um, <laughs> now I'm failing. <laughs> the guy that made Slumdog Millionaire... Danny Boyle's uh, movies. I think he wrote yeah. a lot of his movies. I looked at his Wikipedia. It was impressive, the yeah. movies that he's worked. This is his first directing. Yes, his directorial debut. And he's um, He's made two videos, written, written a story for two games. Too. Really? Yeah, the one's called Enslaved. I forget what the subtitle is. It's a sort of uh, under-the-rate, almost indie game. The right. full price. It got great reviews. People said that it was beautiful and had a great story. I, I never got to play it myself. But, yeah. but uh, this movie was highly acclaimed. I think it has a ninety high 90s rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes as we speak. And, um, yeah, a lot of 
a lot of rave reviews from the people I was reading and listening to, and I was psyched to see this, so my expectations were pretty damn high. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I heard good things, but there's been so many of these AI similar subject matter mm-hmm. movies, I kind of got it mixed up a little bit. Yeah. Because I think I heard about this movie at a like Sundance or something like movie thing. It, it wasn't it completely at, done uh, or something. South by Southwest, I believe it premiered it. Yeah, and I just remember people saying it could be a great movie, but it's not mm-hmm. 100%. I don't know. But yeah, I was pretty psyched about watching it. I mean, Oscar Isaac, he's yeah, awesome. He's uh, everywhere he, now. He's becoming my, one of my favorite actors Yeah, the very quickly. And... Um, Donald Gleason, both of them in the new Star Wars movie com- coming out in December. Yeah. This is a preview but we- of the interactions we might be getting. <laughs> Oscar, um, I, I mean, just, uh, what was that one? Most Dangerous Year. That would have been a horrible Most movie. Violent Year. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a bad movie if he was not in it. Yes. He, he knocked it out of the park. And he's in a new HBO miniseries from uh, David Simon, who did The Wire, oh, right. coming out next Sunday. Uh, six episodes. I believe he plays like a New York mayor. Might be corrupt or something. Looks cool. pretty awesome. Nice. But anyway, yeah. really, the person who was getting the biggest rave reviews out of this was Alicia Vikander, playing the AI. Yeah. Which I would agree, she was incredible. She in this did movie. a fantastic job. Yeah. And apparently, she's going to be everywhere soon. Before you know it, she did a fantastic job being robotic, but yet having enough there to actually like <laughs> you go you tell them uh, yeah. but actually there's enough slight warmth behind everything that you believe that it is something that could pass the turn test yeah you know and uh actually all the acting i thought was great in this movie yeah, i thought that's the number one thing i have on my list solid acting and yes. a good script as well absolutely very smart yeah, a lot of it's great not ideas. Just the re- regular stuff, you know. Yeah, it's uh, got a lot of twists and turns. Oscar, I think Oscar Isaac though was my favorite part of the movie. It, absolutely, hands um, down. It's just so interesting how, at certain points, you're seeing it things from Donald Gleason's perspective. You can see it from the AI's perspective, and you can see it from Oscar Isaac's perspective, and. When you're looking at it from each person's perspective, they're all in the right. They're all the good yeah, guys. Like exactly. At certain points, certain people may seem like bad guys, but if you really... And obviously, Oscar Isaac is the most bad of them. Cause he's, yeah. But you can still see where he's coming from to a point, other than the yeah, kind of sex slave stuff that yeah. kind of comes out. But, but yeah. Yeah, but he's kind then, of a great character. He's... Kind of yeah. bad, but yeah. he's sort of like just so intelligent that it makes him bad in yeah. a way. But even with the sex life stuff, it's like, well, it is just basically a computer. Is it really yeah. bad? But obviously, I would lean towards yes. But there are <laughs> arguments I guess you could make. Uh, I guess from his perspective, he made them so he doesn't... It probably just doesn't blow his mind like somebody that, <laughs> yeah. you know... It's just like a real doll. <laughs> yeah. With a mind of it, too. Um, so, yeah, what, what were some of your thoughts? Um, just, I love how this movie, just, you're hooked. Like, it yes. transports, you get lost in this movie. Absolutely. 
and uh, I thought the set was amazing. Yeah, like one location, this guy's house. Yeah, it's just like there's not much, but what they do with that space is great. Yeah. And it's not like, there's really not a lot to look at if you really think about it. It's very modern and sleek. But yeah. There's still the lighting and The everything. way it's shot makes it look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, the, um, like, the counterbalance of it being so high-tech in this house and it being in the middle of nowhere. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no doubt. And it sort of goes along with the movie concept where, you know, like, we're natural and then they make an AI that's basically the equivalent of us, but it's tech, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if that was from purpose or not, but... I mean... Smart movie, yeah. That it probably was. Oh yeah. Um, I just I like the ideas of are we giving like is this experimenting with AI gonna end up biting us in the ass? Like, yeah, and it's yeah, I agree. It's with you. a whole robo apocalypse kind of fear mongering. What is God? What is life? In creation, you know, and it's sort yeah. of like what I mean. We. I, use generally but in religion you say we're made from the image of god and it's sort of the same thing it's, right they're made in our image as well and it's like it just keeps it makes you think about all these different things with technology like is it a good thing to be doing this is it a bad thing is yeah. it playing with your own fate or whatever um it's a cool subject matter because i think it is probably going to be the next big I don't know, you know how some technology is just such a leap forward that people have a hard time yeah. grasping it and being cool with it? I think that'll probably be, maybe not in the next 10 years, but mm -hmm. in our lifetime. I like how Alicia Vikander's character had ulterior motives. And yeah, was able to I thought that was really... Play different, like, just, she'd be awesome at Big Brother Survivor. Like, she could, she could play all the angles, do whatever it takes to get what she needs or wants. And um, it just makes you think, though, if she was created in a more positive environment, would it be a good thing for the world instead of potentially a bad thing? That's true. And I guess you also have to look at it like, should we make these things in our image? Right. So it's like literally copied from people. So, I mean, like, what would her first worry be? Living. Yeah. You know? Like, exactly. She's going to think. I don't, I'm not even going to get into like what is death and all that, but if she's programmed with a human's way of thinking, are you going to shut me off? Am I going to go away? Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I would do whatever I could do to live too. You know? Yeah. I also like Domino Gleason's like discovery process through the whole movie. Like, he comes in completely naive, no idea what's going on. Smart guy, clearly. Yeah, absolutely. But, so, but above his pay grade, and he's figuring it out as he goes. But Oscar Isaac is like always one step ahead of him. Yeah, and I just love that little cat and mouse game. How their interactions—they're both walking on eggshells with each other, like trying to play each other at the same time. Like yeah. that's really cool. Like it may maybe there wasn't a lot of action, but even just their conversations were like on the edge of your seat because you're like, okay. Yeah, and it's there's you're still on the edge, but at the same time they're doing it with a smile to each other. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it just like seemed like two people who could potentially become friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
but maybe they could also become enemies and and every time I felt like oh that's a mistake or oh no that ain't right that he wouldn't that wouldn't happen like five or ten minutes later it's like oh mean, yeah that's why that happened like very just a very well written movie yeah everything on a technical there's aspect. no real loose ends in yeah. the entire movie um what I wrote is I called it a Goldilocks movie um I don't think on subject matter and all that I don't think it does everything the best and it definitely doesn't do anything the worst but it's just everything works together so well and by Goldilocks I mean that's what they call Earth in the solar system we're in a spot is not the hottest not the coldest it's just right Yeah. and I think that's what this movie was because there's a lot of movies about this and I think some movies do the actual AI aspect or the whole question a little bit better but this movie was much more entertaining and actually had my attention yeah. the entire time no doubt and I like the score too I thought it oh, just perfectly yeah. fit the tone they were trying to achieve it's a little bit orchestral or whatever but a little synth right yeah but it has like it reminded me of like Sega Genesis like when you heard like a good score on one of yeah, those yeah. games like that's what it kind of sounded like to me yeah. I thought it fit perfectly. It, it actually recent subjects. Uh, it reminds me of uh, yeah. Once that show I just watched, uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Definitely theme music. Definitely. Yeah, just I, I enjoyed this movie, and from a technical level, on pretty much every level there is, like I thought it did a great job. So I don't really know uh, what else there is to say. Um, well, I'll say one thing without getting into any spoilers. Yeah. Um, the ending, I liked it. It was interesting. Um, it's sort of the best way to put it is it's extremely predictable, but with a nice twist on it. Yes, I loved it. I did too. But the only thing I gotta say, this is a very minor complaint. I sort of got the I, the feeling that they shot like four endings for this movie and just chose the one that kind of get the most talk. Right, right, right. But, like I said, it's not really a major complaint. It's, I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to give this movie a 10 out of 10. I have to Yeah, yeah, I hear you for sure. If, you know? if I had a nitpick, I'd say there's a part where alright, all the doors are locked and they have to use a key card, like yeah. Oscar Isaac's key card, to get to certain rooms. And there are power outages at certain point, which lock the doors, and they're not able to open until the power comes back on. I just feel like that's has to be that way because of plot. Yeah. Because of certain things. But if this guy is as smart as he obviously is, I think he'd have like either... Uh, fingerprint to open oh, the door yeah, or yeah, some yeah. kind of other way because oh I lost my key card I can't get anywhere and but also that's he reprogrammed him at the end like I would have expected it would have lost power at some point and he could have gotten out yeah. of there and they don't really um, the other thing actually I got a nitpick about a little bit is I thought some of the tech and stuff was a little too easily explained um, again another nitpick but it was just 
I don't know. I, I think Oscar Isaacs, they made it a little too easy for him to, um, I don't know, just explain everything and for him to twist. I don't know. It just twisted itself so much that it was like it could have gone either way no matter what. I don't know. Yeah, I def there were definitely aspects of that. Like when they're explaining sure. the technology and all, it's just a little too convenient. Yeah, yeah, know? I could see that. But at this, like we keep saying, I definitely have fun with it. Definitely nitpick, not like some kind yeah, of not a glaring, serious issue. I'm sure and, plenty of people will watch it and think otherwise. Yeah. And I guess the only other thing that I can note on is that like all the previous models, that whole aspect was yeah. pretty awesome. That whole like montage of him going through and like yeah. the interview process and slowly get making it better and better and better that was really cool and uh i do also feel like the ending should have been explained slightly more like i don't know it's just you don't really have an idea of what her motives are and i kind of like that though because you can I, read into it and yeah there are different ways like to read what happened yeah, exactly. And I did. I wrote that down actually. Like I understood what they were doing, but I thought in the end, they at least prior could have elaborated a little more, hinted a little bit more, or it, at the very least, what he was going to do with these androids. Yeah. So, I'm, but yeah. Again, these are all nitpicks. Yeah, but, and I thought that like the. Um, the Asian girl, who was like the maid slash uh, sex slave. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty cool character, first side character. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it out. Or I assumed, but uh, there's a scene where they dance. The second that <laughs> oh happened, I knew. That was an awesome scene, by the way. It was a nice little shot of humor. Yes, <laughs> I was just about to say, it's actually kind of a funny movie at times. Yeah. And especially that scene, he's like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear up that fucking dance floor or something, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. It was hilarious. So they just break in a dance. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, it was cool. It was very human in that aspect. Yeah, it's, exactly. Life is funny as well as it is serious. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd give it a nine out of 10. Nine? Um, eight and a half. Between eight and a half and eight. I'm going to go over the eight and a half just because I enjoyed it. Yeah, and if, to, I mean, obviously, I haven't watched it again, but it feels like a really rewatchable film. Yeah. Because of all the twists and the stuff you learn towards the end, I feel like when a rewatch, you can kind of, like, take that knowledge and see, oh, now let's see where he was coming from when I thought he was just a nut and well, this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would say my, um, eight and a half is my, my personal feeling about it. But I, I kind of did it more scientifically because I had a hard time, and it was a 7.8. So. Alright. So, regardless, solid maybe. Very good. I would very, uh, highly recommend it. Definitely. I would recommend it to anyone that's interested in sci-fi in the slightest. Yeah. Even if you're really not, it kind of bridges the gap a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and if nothing else, <laughs> you got to get used to... Oscar Isaac and Donald Gleason before December 25th yeah. rolls around. Let's move on to the other indie darling of the summer. It Follows. It Follows. This is a horror movie, horror thriller about a... It kind of takes... 
the Halloween model. Yeah. With a twist, whereas Michael Myers was a guy who just slowly and steadily walked towards you, never ending till he got you. This is kind of that, but it's like a ghost slash demon that constantly follows you, slowly but steadily, until it kills you. And it shapeshifts. It like, yeah. It's always a different person. And, and you can only... And this happens after you have sex with someone that had it before you. And the only way to get rid of it is to pass it on to someone else. And if they die, it comes back at you. So it's kind of like a it goes down constant line, fear yeah. thing. Stalker so, uh, on STD. <laughs> what were your expectations? Um, I hadn't really heard too much about this movie coming in. I didn't really realize it was a horror movie, so I went in with an open mind, at least. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, like I, I said, I, I didn't have too much. Yeah, I, I think I'm bigger on horror movies than you, and this oh, yeah. has had good, re great reviews actually. So I was, <laughs> I was definitely looking forward to this movie. Um, so yeah, expectations were high for me, and and I thought it was a very solid horror movie. Yeah, um, I thought it was a pr interesting premise, good ideas, um, and kind of haunting and scary at times when you try to put yourself in those shoes. Yeah, um, I mean the only part that really scared me was actually not even the scary part. It was they they go into a house and. She opens a closet, and her sister's on the other side, and it falls. Like, I literally jumped out of my seat, and that happened. The rest of it, it didn't freak me out. I don't know. It, but it was, a, it was a very watchable movie. Yeah. And that's coming from me. I'm really not a big fan of the horror yeah. genre. I'm really underselling my opinion, because I really, really like this movie. Oh, really? Um, I just, I love the vibe. I love the way it looks. It's got, like, the 80s... Uh, grainy style yeah. to it, the score to match. And, I like the score <clears throat> as well. Uh, I like that it's a take on like a teen sex comedy, not comedy, but like uh, yeah, with the horror elements. And uh, I just like how it's basically it's just saying so much about the sexual politics of a teenager. Yeah, like how easy. Or quote unquote, how easy it could be for a girl to pass this on as opposed to a guy without raping yeah. someone, or just like um, the fear of STDs, um, the consequences of sexual assaults, like how someone that's raped or sexually assaulted basically could feel like some this you know yeah. metaphorically speaking is like something is after them their whole lives now because I don't know yeah. just damage yeah, them psychologically and um, and even from that STD angle it's like yeah I could feel better about myself and pass this on to other people so I'm not alone in this or I can deal with it head on and just try yeah. to run away from it you know just stuff like that so what did you think about the the first guy the first guy. The guy who starts the, or for at least this movie, passing it. To the main character? Yeah. Um, you Actually, can tell he was a cool, kind of complex character. Yes, because you can tell he's been dealing with this for a while, and it has fucked him up. Yeah. Like, especially when they go to meet him later on, 
and like get some more information. He, you can just tell. Like, can you can you see him? Can you see him walking towards? Yeah, he is so jumpy. Yeah. yeah, and you can understand why because that's that's a constant fear in the back of your mind. Even if you pass it on, and the, you just yeah. haven't seen nothing in months or years. Like, you don't know what how far down the line. Exactly. And, you know. But I, I thought it was a surprisingly complex character for, yes, for, for these sure. type of movies. And I just thought it was cool. He, without, It's not really a spoiler. He's the one that starts the passing. I thought it was cool. It's a horrible thing that he does this to this yes, girl in a way. Yes. But at the same time, He's the off. reason he, he shows her, he explains everything. He's like, you're not going to believe me, but this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he gave her a shot. I mean, I guess it's his benefit, too. Is it self-interest, or is it to help her? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's definitely a little bit of both, at the very least. For sure. But, I thought it was interesting. I I also thought the acting wasn't bad. Not all around, but the main people, I generally thought, did a really good job. Yeah, especially the main girl, Micah Monroe. Yeah, by far the best. She's really good. I really liked her in... um, the guest, which came out last year, I thought was awesome. That one's not as hor- as horror e. <laughs> yeah, it's I, more of a thriller, but I highly recommend that movie. It's on Netflix. Instant. I thought the one guy didn't do bad either, though. For lack the, of a better way, the nerdier yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was fine. I thought he just kind of played his role. He had to yeah. be the quieter. You know, he was always the best friend, but wanted more. Yeah, it's actually, a little cliche, but. It was okay. I think I didn't like his character more towards the end. Than I, I guess I liked, quote unquote, his character yeah. towards the end because he was actually doing things. But at the same time, it just didn't seem to fit his character. But I guess if you got an invisible demon following you around, it changes you. <laughs> yeah. And what I thought actually helped with the like the scare elements or you know the horror aspects was. How they played with the visual aspect of the monster, like you can, t- you see from the people that have its perspective where they can see the person coming, and then you can also there was also times when it was just this invisible thing and you saw it, but they could yeah. see what it was doing, but not the actual being. I like that too because it was actually something. It yeah. wasn't really mystical, right? At, or as mystical as you would think. It's just not not completely there for. Everyone. I thought the scene on the beach was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was pretty freaky. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, like, the way that it would be change form and all that, that was creepy. Um, Oh, I thought it was real creepy when they were in the house, like their house, and they finally opened the bedroom door, and that tall, bald guy just slowly ducks down and walks in. (laughs) Dips and yeah. they still all don't believe her at that point. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, and it's kind of a mix of, like sometimes she'll see her dad or something naked, yeah, right? And then sometimes it's the past people that have died. Yeah, they might not even know. Who I love is. that there's no pattern. Like, like just as you start to think, oh, I see. Nope. Yeah, Changes it doesn't completely. necessarily make sense, but in a good way. Yeah, exactly. And. I think it's funny how, like, it's the cool neighbor who, like, Omer's is pretending to believe just so he can have sex with this girl. Yeah. Then he does, and he pays for it. Yeah. Brutally. That was a pretty Yeah, and he doesn't believe scene. it, period, like, the whole time. Yeah. But he's helping out just, yeah, because. Yeah. 
Wrong reasons. Yeah, that was really kind of random in the movie. I thought, like, yeah, they keep, you keep seeing this guy from afar from the main characters, and he's always talking crap about him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, I guess we gotta drive across state." Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yep. The things teenagers will do to get in girls. <laughs> um, what do you think? Without spoiling, obviously, the the ending was a little bit of controversy a lot of people liked it and a lot of people thought it was really dumb where do you stand uh, I didn't think it was completely dumb but I wasn't huge on it I thought it made complete sense in that well let's just say they do something they try something and it doesn't work and there's really no thought that it should ever work but they're trying something. Yeah. They're dumb teenagers. Like, they're going to just do from something they've seen in a movie or, or you know, they're just going to try some crazy thing because what else are they going to do? Yeah. And it backfires, and I like the repercussions that come from that. <laughs> There's that cool imagery where the blood fills in the pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's cool. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just not big on the horror movie thing. I thought yeah. it made sense. I thought it was... A- Alright, ending. I don't know. I just really don't know how you were supposed to end that movie. Yeah. Because it's sort of a forever ongoing thing. I don't know. Maybe I would have thought it would be cooler if you could have kind of figured out how it started down the line a little bit. Apparently there's going to be a prequel coming. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, The ending, I thought, is probably as good as they could have done with it. Yeah. It's a hard kind of movie to end without just completely destroying this entity forever. Yeah, um, I'm glad they didn't do that. I think they easily, and they even hint at it, like, true love will break it. But then, I feel like at the end, they're saying, no, it's yeah. just a matter of time. And I like that. But um, one thing I had, a, I kept wondering about is, where's all the adults? Where's <laughs> the grown-ups? And it's almost like, half of me is like, this is a problem, like, at least, even if they don't believe any of it, at least show them and how they respond and what they would do. Yeah, and they yeah. Con- constantly mention the parents. No, oh, they're not going to care. No, don't tell mom. Because like, they, they just all. leave forever, do whatever they want, and you never even hear, basically, from them. And, yeah. But then the other part of me is like, that's a good thing, because... It could have bogged down the movie. Yeah, and let's, let's deal with these kids... That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is for these kids and and their story and how the allegories towards uh, teenage sex and and all that. Yeah. So I don't know. I gave it back and forth on that part. But I liked the movie a lot. I'd give it a light eight and a half out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I I give it a six and a half because I did actually enjoy it, but I thought it was flawed, but. I would watch a second one, like a prequel. Yeah, for sure, I would. As long, well, as long as it's made from the same people. Yeah, as long as it's not just, uh, what do you call it, like sold off to a smaller... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, let's get into our top five of 2015 so far. Alright. I did this because it's pretty much exactly the halfway mark of the year, and our... Uh, we're basically doing, not from what we've reviewed so far, but 
from actual release date of the year 2015. And I haven't, we haven't seen much from this year. Yeah, I haven't gone to the theaters at all, so. I have like 21 or so movies that I've seen from this calendar year so far. Beats my four. Well, I mean, I might see more than that, but nothing worth. Yeah. um, So maybe it was a little poorly thought out, but I just thought it would be an interesting idea, and I couldn't think of anything else better, so (laughs) give it a shot. Um, I did have, I think I have five that I'm okay with being on my top five at the moment, so. Yeah, my top five isn't horrible. Um, I think. This has been a good year. Like, even for the movies I haven't seen, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to checking out. Yeah. A lot of movies got surprisingly good reviews. Plus, we're not even into the whole Oscar yeah. season or movies. Award so. season. Yeah. So you'll get, like, at least three really solid movies. Not out of to that. mention The Last Hunger Games, James oh, Bond, yeah. Star Wars. Like Star. I think we should review that. I'm definitely going to go to the movies. See we might have to make yeah. an exception with that, for sure. Yes, yeah, might be the biggest release of those ten years or so. It might not make. I don't know. It might smash. I think every it's going to break every record. Yeah, no but, man, but <laughs> definitely something to keep in mind with our our first ever fall draft. Yeah. So, <laughs> more Can't details wait. to come on that. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Uh, He's going to kick it off. Uh, go ahead. All right. Jupiter Ascending, number five. Movie I did not like at all, but I can respect. Yeah, I didn't love it myself, but I thought it could have been a decent movie if they put a little more time and effort, I feel feel like, into it. Or maybe not literally time and effort, but, you know, just kind of worked out some of the (laughs) war, I guess. I say watch Sense8 instead for the Wachowskis 2015 <laughs> release. Uh, we reviewed that movie on the last episode, 131, so check it out. My number five is Inside Out, the Pixar movie. Okay. It just came out last month. Um, took my daughter to see it. Talked about it on the podcast. Um, I didn't like it as much as everyone else seemed to just absolutely love it, but definitely a very good movie. Very good addition to the Pixar lineup, and uh, a movie I'll be watching time and time again. There's no doubt in my mind <laughs> whether I like it or not. All right, um, but number four is I'm gonna have to switch. Hot Tub Time Machine two. Yes. All right, never saw it. I actually I heard nothing but horrible things, but I actually watched it. It really wasn't that bad. I mean. It's Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, it might be better than the first one. I thought the first one was okay. Yeah. I think it actually had more laughable moments. Like, the first one was one of those ones that most of the good parts were in the previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one wasn't quite like that. It had a... It's a cool... I don't know. It's just more about them taking advantage of having the time machine in the second one, inventing things. Yeah. That, I got you. You know? Like, uh, the one guy, Lou... He owns Lugal instead of Google. He's like, oh, I think I'm going to invent yoga pants next. Like, <laughs> Is that uh, uh, Rob Cod- Cordry? Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> um, cool. Uh, maybe I'll check it out when it hits HBO. Uh, I wouldn't rush out and watch it, but if it's ever on, it's, yeah. it's decent. All right. Well, my number four is It Follows, so 
just rewind about 20 minutes and we'll get your <laughs> thoughts on that. What's your number three? My number three is Chappie. Um, it's not the best movie out there, but I, I thought the reviews were a bit harsh. It wasn't yeah. the worst movie. It wasn't the worst, but... Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't... It wasn't a four out of ten or nothing like that. Like a I lot think of I gave reviews. it a four and a half or five out of ten. Yeah. No, I, I thought think it was a six. Five. It was an average movie. Could have been worse. Know. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have definitely been better. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, my number three is Avengers Age of Ultron. Nice. I haven't seen it yet. Um, honestly, I had such a up and down, at least for expectations wise, with this movie. Like, Coming into the year, I'm like, yes, another Avengers movie. Love the first one. Like most of the Marvel movies. Yeah. It looks awesome. I'm super psyched. Got like a 70-some percent around Tomatoes, which for a Marvel movie, that's pretty low because they tend to get passes even when people don't absolutely love it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man. And I kept hearing how it was disappointing and then brought my level down again <laughs> going in to see it. I still had to see it anyway, because I'm a Marvel zombie. Is it, uh... Which one's better, the first or second? First one is better. Okay. But it's not by a ton. This movie is still a lot of fun. It's still an Avengers movie. So, like, yeah, yeah of course, it's, it's lacking in, like, the key elements that made the first one so great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it gets off to a fast start, a lot of fun, comedy, action, cool characters. Cool. The new characters actually work better for me than I thought they would. Okay. I'm still excited for the Marvel franchise going forward, so See, I, I liked it a lot. The way I feel about the Avengers, and this is me probably just not knowing enough about Marvel, I know more about, I guess, Justice League, and I just thought they would be more of a together group rather than whatever seven individual people that just happen to be on the same side right that was and that's minor but I, that's just what my expectations going into Avengers was kind of more so I actually think you, you might like the second one better than the first really yeah but I'm sure we'll have a full review on that coming oh, yeah. up later in the fall that'll probably be out for the holidays right? probably I'm guessing November-ish yeah. December yeah for sure What's your number two? Number dos. Uh, this is the one I cheated on a bit, but it's such a great movie, and I watched it this year, that Inherent Vice. In yeah. all honesty, it probably would be my number one, but I bumped it down one since it was kind of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do when you're limited options. Yeah. Are. And a great movie. We reviewed that not too long ago either, so yeah. please. I thought that was a good review. Check it out. My number two is a movie we also reviewed not too long ago, Slow West. Oh, yeah. Starring Michael Fassbender and Cody Smith-McPhee. I was surprised how much I liked that movie. Yeah, and it's grown, just in my mind, it's grown on me even since we reviewed it. Like, I just love the cinematography, the acting, pretty yeah, much might, everything about it. I actually pop that one on and fall asleep the night when I get home. Yeah. Just a short, like, 80-minute movie. Yeah. Two to point, beautiful great action surprisingly violent like even some comedic elements I, I just really enjoyed it oh man way Slightly more than off topic on our uh, first review Ex Machina I thought that was one of the best parts about the movie actually is the length yeah it ended right as I was starting to kind of not lose interest but 
yeah, it anyway. didn't, didn't allow itself to drag. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. I think our number ones are probably the same. Yes. And it's a movie we just reviewed, Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. For all the reasons The length is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... I'm guessing you don't have any honorable mentions. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I have some while we're young. Okay. The movie reviewed uh, Cinderella, actually. Um, right. Paddington, which we reviewed. Uh, Kurt Cobain montage of Heck. Yeah. And was Into the Woods last year? Yes, two thousand fourteen. Oh, no, no, I <laughs> And a perfect segue into what else we watched section. Ant Man is an honorable mention for me. Oh. I watched it. I went and saw it. Did you? Me and I was going to ask you about it after. Me and my know. wife, we went to uh, to the theater. We actually were going to see Trainwreck, but we got got the times confused. Ended up seeing Ant Man instead. And rough review, very rough. Just yeah, because positive or positive. All right, negative, medium, positive. Like in between. Well, positive. Positive, positive, but kind of in the middle. I guess seven and a half. A high. Uh, the heavy seven and a half out of ten. Um, had a lot of fun with it. Actually, I think Sam liked it more than me. Wow. Um, it's a funny movie. There's some decent comedy. Uh, awesome set pieces, at least visual style. Like when he turns into miniature form. Yeah. It's really cool. So, is it funny like along the lines of Guardians of the Galaxy or a little bit more comedy than that? I think... Hmm... I think it's going for more, not succeeding as much. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Paul Rudd, I love him. He's still ever lovable here. Um, the problem I had was that <laughs> from the new baby, I had a little bit of lack of sleep. So I was kind of fighting, dozing off at certain points. I don't think it's the movie's fault. I think I'll actually enjoy it more on a second watch, and I will watch it again. But... That's just my own personal issue that I had at the time. How about um, the enemy? That was the only thing I was worrying Bland. about. Bland. Yeah. Bland, for sure. But um, definitely worth seeing, and, and I'm looking forward to our full review nice. when it comes out. So, Did you have anything else? This I know um, you've been super busy. I Yeah, I pretty much, my first day off is Tuesday. Like, actual day, like, not, nothing to do. So, um, I did watch Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, the original last night, but I think we're going to have something down the road on that, so I'm going to hold off on a positive review on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a, I recommend watching it, especially with the new thing coming. Yeah. So. In, uh, not in the next episode, but the one after that, we're going to review both the movie Wet Hot American Summer and the Netflix series, so. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched a little bit more, but I... I would have to get a nice little list. I haven't watched much. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen... I watched that movie a few years ago. I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Just, especially because before I watched the series, like, just a refresher. Yeah. But <clears throat> I remember liking it. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll just run. I have a bunch of more things. I'm just going to okay. run through them real quick. Um... A couple foreign movies. Wild Tales is one. This was nominated for Best Foreign Language or Best Foreign Feature at the Oscars last year. It's a, uh, basically, it's like VHS. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It's like an anthology movie. Not about horror. 
like VHS, but just six different mini stories put together as a compilation to fit an overall theme. That theme is vengeance and revenge, and it's pretty darn awesome. Oh, cool. um, some of the stories work better than others. I especially like this one where it's road rage and about vengeance, and it, it just goes to crazy places. Really? And, and um, yeah, there's a road rage one. There's one that has to do with the plane, which opens up the thing and is a perfect tone setter. It's quick and it's not my favorite segment, but it is a perfect opener to set the tone. Nice. And this is like a live action movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, and all of these are well shot, just like most, uh, European movies Mm -hmm. are. Um, let's see what else, what other ones were. There was one where a rich family's son, like does a hit and run killing somebody and they're trying to get, like the gardener to take the fall for it. Um, There's one at a wedding where the newly married couple at the wedding, the wife finds out that the husband was cheating on her and the girl is at the wedding. Um, There's another one where uh, there's waitress at a restaurant. This guy comes in and she recognizes him as like some person that caused personal tragedy in her past. Uh, and her getting revenge, and it's 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 pretty good. Like that's cool. I like the uh, concept of multiple stories, kind of telling something. Yeah, um, reminds me of the Animatrix did it, where it's like six stories. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it actually became a bit of a a theme for a little. Uh, one of the Dark Knight movies did it, where they had an anime. It's six different anime guys yeah. to do six different stories. There's I'm, another one yeah. too. I can't remember though. I think it's probably the best like anthology movie I've seen really? because, and I'm a sucker for these. I'm always interested. Like VHS, VHS two, ABC's of Death. I watched all of them, <laughs> and no, like at certain segments would be good from each of those, but as a whole, they never came together for me. But I just like giving these kinds of movies a try, and I'm glad this one actually lived up. To nice. It. I give it a heavy eight out of ten. Wow. Yeah. The other foreign language feature that I got from Lionsgate, actually, a review copy of White God, a movie that premiered at Cannes Film Festival. I heard of this. This is like, uh, I can't remember now if it's Russia or Germany, but it's some country over in Eastern Europe or something like that. Yeah. And it's this girl who has a dog. Um, there's some kind of rule with this place where if you don't have a permit for the dog, they guess gotta go. They gotta go to the kennel. Blah blah blah. Basically, this movie is Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Homeward Bound combined. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting premise. Um, it's like the dogs just start taking over. Way more intelligent than, <laughs> than really? they've ever been. Um, it sounds better on paper than what I actually thought of it as a movie. Um, it's not bad, it's just, I felt like it dragged at certain points. Like, there are definitely parts and scenes that I thought were awesome, but overall, it just was... Not as a whole. Yeah, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Alright. I watched the HBO, what would you call it, short movie slash long comedy sketch, Seven Days in Hell, with Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington as the... 
Seven day longest ever tennis match mockumentary. Uh. <laughs> it's so hit. It was very hit or miss. A lot of really funny stuff. A lot of really like not as much funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's a worthwhile watch. It just as a whole didn't do a ton for me. Didn't love it, but there are definitely moments that are just hysterical. So <laughs> nice. I give that a six out of ten as well. I watched Best in Show. This is a comedy about the uh, the dog show. Dog, what's that? Uh, yeah, the what's that called? <laughs> I feel like saying Miriam Webster, but that's probably the spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah. the dog show that's on ESPN. Yeah, in the middle I of the afternoon, the, the itinerary or whatever. But that's the race. Yeah, but this is a mockumentary style again. <laughs> From, it's the guy that made this is Spinal Tap, or at least the guy that wrote it. Oh yeah, yeah. Rob Reiner directed that, I think. But it's the guy who wrote that and then spun out all these kind of like that style of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is that amazing cast: um, Eugene Levy. You wouldn't recognize the faces of most of the people if I can't ramble off the names. Yeah. But it's all these couples or people that have the dogs that are entering into this and it's like a mockumentary so it's like talking about their chances to win um and it's just hilarious <laughs> it's amazing i really? loved it so much um <laughs> it's just a perfect comment i love a document like these documentaries where it's a competition and you're following the contenders and you know you don't know which one's gonna win it's like yeah. the perfect blend of that and just hilarious this is spinal tap <laughs> comedy like so is it like goofy humor or is it almost like they're taking this so seriously that it's funny as crap? Like, like I understand it's a mockumentary, but a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say other than it's just hilarious. Uh-huh. And it kind of caught me by surprise. I knew, I thought I was going to like it, but I didn't know I was going to like it this much. <laughs> uh, nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Movie of the year. <laughs> well, <laughs> came out in like the 90s, I think. Yeah. Well, um, it was on HBO. It's in my top 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put it in um, my top 10 of that year. I can't remember which year it was, but nice. uh, I put it in there. Cool. I got my top 10s going all the way back to the year I was born. <laughs> Little top ten movies came out before I was born. I have that too. Yeah, we're nice. top twenty from before nineteen eighty seven. Well, you should do a top twenty before audio was inserted in the <laughs> well, movies. Probably haven't even seen two. But <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Maybe I'll get there. Uh, two more things, real quick, that I rewatched. Uh, rewatched. He got game. The Spike Lee uh, yeah, movie I, with Denzel I think Washington. I've seen it. Denzel Washington um, gets a work out of jail to try to help recruit his son, who's like the biggest college basketball star in the world, or high school basketball prospect in the world, to if he can get him to commit to the, like the warden's alma mater, he can, he'll get him out of jail. Wow. Basically. And uh, so there's that storyline, and then there's Ray Allen, who just dealing with the recruiting process and how like he goes on this one campus and you can tell that this guy who's showing around has everything rigged to make it seem like it's perfect <laughs> all the time like all these girls he'll 
He put, just sends him into this dorm where he sees two naked chicks that have sex with him. <laughs> and it, I, I saw a review that said it's the most Spike Lee joint of all Spike Lee joints. <laughs> and I would agree with that sentiment. Uh, if you like Spike Lee, you'll like it. I enjoyed it for what it is. Didn't love it, but uh, it held up to where I, I thought it was before. I'll give it a 7.5 and a half and 10. Nice. It's definitely recommendable. And lastly, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I've never actually watched this whole movie. Really? It's yeah. really good. It's great. I'd seen always it before. Heard, you know why, though? It's because I always saw it on like TV. Yeah. And, um, you know, you catch it different parts exactly. or whatever. And it gets butchered with commercials. Yeah. Um, I had watched it in high school and liked it, but it's been too long. I just wanted to see if, like, if I actually holds up or yeah. or whatever, and I love the song, like the main song. It's like a musical. Yeah. It's one thing I didn't quite realize or remember, <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed it. Still, um, uh, George Clooney is great. Yeah, everyone in it. it it's Coen Brothers are fantastic. <laughs> the more you watch the movies, the better they get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it held up. Eight out of ten, still for me. Wow. That's all I watched that I'll talk about. All right. <laughs> Let me blast through the news real quick. No. Uh, <laughs> they're making a Pez movie. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Pez dispensers were huge back in the day. <laughs> the were you were into them. Right? Oh, yeah. Hell I remember. The Ninja Turtle one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I don't think I ever really liked the candy, but I just love the, the dispensers so much. <laughs> yes. The candy is kind of the they're, shittiest They're like knockoff sweet tarts. It's like chalk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, there's going to be a Sword in the Stone live-action Disney remake. This goes along with every other... Yeah, I, I guess it makes movie. the most sense out of all the stupid... Yeah, actually, uh, I really like that animated movie. Yeah. And is that basically means they're just making a uh, what's his face Lancelot King Arthur? Oh yeah, like King Arthur. Basically, they're just gonna make one of them movies. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm alright with it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh, another remake, Logan's Run. I've, I've heard, heard of this. A, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen. I've it. heard a lot of about Logan's Run, but I've never seen it. Yeah. So maybe before the remake comes out, I'll check it out. We told you before they're making a Minecraft movie. Yeah. Well, they announced a director. Oh, yeah? You would never guess in a million years. Yeah. It's a directorial debut of Rob McElhaney. Who? Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I really don't know how that'll... It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we'll see. They're, they're making a... Telltale game about Minecraft. Where Telltale is like kind of a comic booky game where you can Walking alter, Dead, right? Yeah. You can kind of alter game the story friends. with your choices. And they do a really good job, so maybe if they do well with the Minecraft thing, maybe that'll be good for them. Yeah. Let's see. Sony <laughs> is going to make an animated emoji movie. Wow. They bought the rights to make an emoji movie. <laughs> Sony's a bad company. They make great 
products. They're going to go out of business but soon. They man. make such pixels and, is a bomb for them. We'll get to yeah. that in a little bit. They are, they're in trouble, dude. If, and even if, with, I'm not even. I understand people like PlayStation and all, but Sony is such a bad company. They really don't. Oh man. Yeah. They're just not. They if, make great TVs and hardware. They don't do anything else right. If the new James Bond doesn't make a billion dollars, they're in serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing saving their ass. <laughs> At least movie-wise. I don't know about... like I'm sure yeah. they'll never go out of business. I think they're huge in music. When I say go out of business, I don't mean Sony in general. I mean yeah. Sony Pictures. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Benicio Del Toro could be the Star Wars 8 villain. I like him. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yep. I can even see him being like a Han Solo type guy too, though. Like somewhat yeah. in the middle, but on the good side. Or... I feel like... Sometimes he's an awesome actor, and then sometimes he's terrible. I feel like he picks bad roles. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But, yeah. This doesn't seem like a bad role. Yeah. <laughs> Get on that Star Wars train, baby. <laughs> um, David Gordon Green is going to direct a Boston ma- Marathon drama. Like Just a, about the Boston Marathon or the, the bad one? The bad one, I'm uh, pretty okay. sure. <laughs> Um, this is the guy who directed uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. It's okay, man. He's made comedies and dramas, and this one is a drama. Yeah. <laughs> I like him as a director. I'll definitely check it out. And lastly, Jurassic Park 5 has been announced for summer Ooh. 2018. And Chris Pratt returns. I like him, but I'm not. I haven't seen... I want to see the new one, but... It's okay. I was it's already bad, dreading no. this happening. I knew they were going to make another trilogy. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. And it made so much money. There's no way. Oh, yeah, they're not going I to. can't even blame them, you know. Yeah. It's but, easy. That's cash. Yeah. We just have one prejudgment day this week. Oh, yeah. And it's a good one. At least in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> the Revenant... Is the movie directed by Emmanuel Ritu? Hold on, that's not his fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> Inuritu is his last name. Uh, I apologize, it's l- very late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the director of Birdman and and uh, multiple movies. Yeah, and it's got Leo. Starring so. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy as I believe Leonardo gets stranded and he has to find his way back. Maybe Tom Hardy's looking for him. Whatever the fuck is about, I don't care. I'm going to be there to watch this movie. Yeah, once this podcast is over, you need to watch this trailer. Yeah, it awesome, amazing. I give the trailer nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, this movie. <laughs> if this movie's not in my top five at the end of this year, I'll be shocked because yeah. two of my favorite actors, absolutely of all time. Yeah. Um. Looked incredible, visually, just cinematography-wise, all that. Yeah. Well put together trailer, but you can tell they have, like, this is the guy that made Birdman, and the way the the camera moved in that movie, you see hints of it here, and it really works. Awesome. It just shines. It's not like, I don't think it's going to be one of these movies where the camera never cuts, but... Just the what the angles he's getting, like yeah, and, and moving at just the right time to catch something in frame that's like 
like violent and yeah, and it, it's cool. It's, it's hard to explain. Interesting but. angles, and the camera actually moves. So rather than the camera panning in, it sort of moves at this odd angle that yeah. can move from outside, and then all of a sudden you're close up on the face. And it's it sounds weird to explain, but it, when you it, see it, it's different. It's yeah, like uh, very interesting. This is the year of the Western. You have Quentin yeah. Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, another movie we forgot to mention as far as releases yeah. coming. Uh, the Revenant and Slow West, like man, great! It's awesome. I love westerns when they're well done. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm not huge into; they're a little dated at this point. Most of the classics. But yeah. What I was saying is, I feel like this movie is going to do for its genre, like what Saving Private Ryan did for World War Two. It kind of had that vibe, yeah. Stepping up the bar. If you go below the bar, you know, whatever. And it's not, I love how it's, I would say it was like beautifully ugly. Yeah. You know, like it looked great, but also Bleak, it looked disgusting. Barren, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dirty and yeah, yeah, very wild. Definitely just vaulted probably near the top of my most anticipated movies list. Actually, now that I think about it, it reminds me a little bit of Apocalypto. Just lighting. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I could see that. Vibe wise, not literally whatsoever, but just cinematically I guess yeah, I see where you're coming from there alright well let's catch up on what came out in theaters the past few weeks uh, first of all we had Ant-Man which was my pick Yeah. made 57 million in its opening weekend second lowest Marvel opening weekend Marvel Studios opening weekend ouch behind I mean only slightly ahead of shit which one was it oh well but but it still won the first two weekends it was out. So, I mean, it's not a failure. Yeah. It just goes says more about how good Marvel Studios has been than how bad this was. Cause yeah, it, absolutely. Because it made more than Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which was a big success. Yeah. So. Uh, Trainwreck, another one of my picks, made $30 million in its opening weekend, which is pretty good for a comedy. I don't know how much the budget is, but I actually uh, it seems good. I didn't hear too much, but I read a little thing. They said why Trainwreck's better in Spy, or whatever. Yeah. Spy's the one that got decent reviews, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like I said, I was going to go see it, and then I ended up seeing Ant Man. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope I don't get shot in the theater when I go see it. Cause <laughs> that happened. Why didn't I put that in news? Didn't you hear about that? Uh, I don't know. I can't keep track of all these. In Louisiana, shooters. there was a shooting. Uh, with the, the train drifter right. guy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Dangerous shit. Yep, that's why you got a pirate, pirate, pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Then the weekend after that, we had Pixels, which made twenty-four million, but looked like a big budget. I don't think that's what they were hoping for. Yeah, it looks like a lot of special effects and decent-looking special effects. Yeah, got terrible reviews. But, yeah, uh, I don't think that's Adam Sandler. His career just ended. Yeah, actually, I was just uh, reading another article that apparently he's trying to work out a deal with Netflix. Or something he already has like a four that. movie deal with them. Does he? That's his. They next were movie. saying that Netflix has to be his muse. Where? Yeah, know. apparently his next movie is like where he's an Indian, and apparently it's very insulting. Indians, so what do you expect? Um, Paper Towns was a little like teen romance boppy drama 
type deal made twelve and a half million in its opening weekend. Southpaw, Casey's pick, our right. leader at the moment, made seventeen million in its opening weekend. Nice. Let's see. And then just this past weekend, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation made fifty five and a half million in its opening weekend, which is another Casey pick. Yeah. I heard uh, it was decent. I heard great things. Yeah, actually. I think they said it was the best one since like the first two for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. The first two are the well received ones, right? First one and actually I think the second one's the only one that's not well received. Ah, so the third one or whatever. People like the first, third, and fourth. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Totally. It's the second and third one are and then the fourth one and this one. I love the first one, hate the second one, like the third one, really like the fourth one. (laughs) And really want to see the fifth one. I can't I don't even know if I've seen all the first one. Really? Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's been a while for me, so maybe I'm um, inflating yeah. it, but uh, I remember loving it. And Vacation made $15 million. Sweet. I don't think anyone drafted that. No. Sounds like that was a wise choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week on our podcast, we'll be reviewing What We Do in the Shadows, another 2015 indie release that's got pretty good reviews. Uh, vampire movie. Vampire comedy. You've already watched it. Uh, be interesting to talk about. We're also going to count down our top five vampire movies. And in the film club segment, we'll be reviewing a movie I mentioned a month or two ago on the podcast. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which oh, is nice. available on Netflix and I raved about at the time. I'll be interested to... Buckle down. Or yeah, that? I want to see this myself. I saw the making of it or whatever. Really? Yeah, because Vice or something was part of the publisher for the movie or something oh, cool. like that. Yeah, so that'll be fun to talk about. And uh, here's a long list of movies that came out on Redbox since our last episode. <laughs> <clears throat> Get Hard, The Gunman, Danny Collins, Insurgent, Child 44, The Longest Ride, and the second best Marigold Hotel. Hmm. Um, and speaking of Child 44, that is the movie that you're playing for in our uh, DVD giveaway sweepstakes. So that's starring Tom Hardy, fucking Naomi Rapace. Um, the long list. It's of got Tom Hardy in Great it's actors <laughs> that I'm trying to think of. Hold on, let me look it up since it's a giveaway. It's about. <laughs> Shit, what's it about? I've watched this damn movie. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but we'll get into that a little more next week. <laughs> it's starring Gary Oldman as well. Uh, okay. um, Joel Kinnaman. Great name. <laughs> Jason Clark. The list goes on. Patty Constantine, Vincent Cassell. It's... About Let me just read this plot synopsis. A disgraced member of the military police investigates a series of nasty child murders during the Stalin-era Soviet Union. Uh, I think some people will like it, and it's worth checking out for the cast alone. That's cool. I think I would at least like the setting, you know, different. I've actually wanted to see more movies about some of the Russian stuff. Like, you never see the Russian side of World War II, and... That's really where all the crazy stuff happened. Not saying like necessarily this movie, but yeah. like I would love to see a movie about Stalingrad that wasn't made in Russia. <laughs> I'll have to let you borrow the 
the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's about it for this week. Glad to be back, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. You can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. Follow me on Twitter at the Oriole Report. Follow me on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, especially if you want a free DVD. <laughs> uh, find us on Stitcher. Uh, follow our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash report And on Letterboxd, I am at the Oriole Report. And as always, thanks for listening. See you next time. Have a good day. Another time.